You're listening to the Popzara Podcast. Popzara presents the State of Gaming Podcast. What's going on, everybody? It's the Popzara Podcast. That's right. It's the State of Gaming Podcast. That's right. It's the podcast full of games. That's right. We talk about games. We talk about gaming stuff, gaming this, gaming that, gaming culture. For that, this is your host, Nathan Evans, managing editor of Popzara.com. Back once again with our super special, can't be replaced co-host, Mr. Corey G-Man for Gigahertz. Gallagher, Corey, welcome back. Hey, how's it going? Hey, two things. Oof. One, I think you just said that's right more than like Team Rocket did through that throughout the entire first season of Pokemon. Two, did you just forget your own name briefly? No, I'm, I'm trying to figure out something cool and clever. Oh. And I can't really do it with me. I can do it with you. There's a lot of things that were like g like fits into it, but with right. me, it's just boring. Like I have E Evans, exceptional, excellent, exactly, amazing, amazing, email, e target, e cigarette. No, see, it doesn't work. So, but you, you like G is like G is the nexus of so many different techie things, and you have like mm-hmm. an interesting Viking sounding last name. That's true. And Vikings are cool right now. Vikings are very cool right now. Vikings are very cool. Uh, so anyway, Corey, we're talking about the state of gaming. We're talking about games and stuff. You and I do this every month. We do this and that. This is for September, if you're paying attention, September 2022. The the last gasps of the summer are here. I don't know where you are. I'm in the Midwest, so we've had 100-degree weather days. It sucks. Yep. But it sucks, but it's almost over, and that means the the fridge is coming. But until then, we gotta we got to close this month out. So... What we do is we talk about the biggest games of the month, then you and I talk about NPD, a.k.a. The, the retail numbers from our good friends over at the NPD National Purchase Diary, and then we yep. just sort of cover up the mess, mop it up. Sounds good. So, so let's talk about the biggest games that are available for you to buy in September 2022. Let us do exactly that. So we got a list here, and the first thing on that list is a game that I reviewed just recently. Uh it is The Last of Us Part 1. Now, if that sounds confusing to you, that might be because there are several different versions of this very game already in existence. We are not talking about The Last of Us Part 2. That's the sequel. We are not talking about The Last of Us Remastered. That's the remaster <laughs> of The Last of Us, which was the first game. This is a remaster of the remaster of The Last of Us. Available for PlayStation 5. The PlayStation 5 specifically. Ooh, yeah. You know what that means? That means there's going to be another version. There's going to be The Last of Us Part 1 remastered. remastered oh, boy. On PC. I cannot wait. And the reason I say that I cannot wait in a slightly sarcastic voice is because, well, you can see in my review, but I'll just go ahead and spoil it now. I don't really know that we needed this. Well, Sony needed money. See, she fully agrees. Listen to her. She's yeah. like, Sony, what are you doing? That's a catastrophe. Um, yeah, I know, Fiona. It's ridiculous. Um, yeah, so Sony needed money for some reason. I guess Ghost of Tsushima didn't sell enough, question mark. Uh, so we decided to remaster, remaster, remaster the original Last of Us game. Now, kidding aside, I can kind of see why they did it. You know, there is probably no shortage of people that initially got used to the last of us playing part two because that came out around the time a bad thing happened and we were all locked in our houses for a few months and so a lot of people played it maybe didn't play the first one yeah so here we are because people uh people during a pandemic uh who don't want to be reminded of a pandemic should play a game about an outbreak you know i, I was i was trying not to use the word use the word uh but here's the thing uh there's already been a few different versions of this game first off second off one of those versions of that game by which i mean the last of us remastered 
was out on the PS4, which was also the console on which you would have played part two. So why do we need this? What's the point? Um, I'll tell you the point. So it needs money. 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 Uh, if you have a PS5 and you want to use your cool haptic controller, you can play this game. And that's cool because I like the haptic controller. It's really good on Demon Souls. You should play Demon Souls. Uh, can't you play that? You can play the haptics now on PC on certain games, right? They've, certain games. I'm yeah. not sure if uh, like if you were to put this through like PS Now or whatever. I don't know if that mm. would work. But definitely like if you were to hook it up and play like Metro Exodus on Epic, that does work. Well, just so we're clear, chronologically, we are recording this on September 20th, and in a couple days it's going to be The Last of Us Day, which is a day that Sony and Naughty Dog celebrate for this game. And I think we're going to see the trailer for The Last of Us TV show that's coming out on HBO. Oh boy. You know what? You know what? I can't even make fun of video game TV shows anymore, and that is because... They're getting better. They are. I definitely binged the Cyberpunk 2077 TV show over the weekend, and it is Mm -hmm. a thousand times better than the game ever was. I was going to say, though, um, we could talk about that anime later. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, the the show is interesting. It's got a good pedigree. It's got a very good cast, um, which look and resemble nothing like the game, but that's okay. It's okay to be different. Okay, just don't... Resident Evil has showed us the characters have to don't have to look anything like the game characters. In Although, fact, you don't even have Halo has showed us you don't even have to have played the game. To be fair, the Resident Evil show on Netflix got canceled very quickly. Oh, how about that? They, huh. they pulled the plug really really quick. But here's the thing: I agree with you. Sony needs money, but also the PlayStation Five is bereft of games. Can we just admit that there's not enough to play? You know, on the one hand, yes, that's accurate. On the other hand, that kind of gives the incorrect picture. Because if you have one, and you are willing to play PS4 games, or rather PS4 games that were upscaled, there's plenty to play. It's not like... Okay, okay, I I take it back. I take it back. There's plenty to play, but there's there's not a lot of PlayStation 5 stuff to play. Specifically stuff, yeah. I I can agree with that. And and the PlayStation 5 stuff that is available to play is usually available on PlayStation 4 as well. That is true. So uh, I would consider The Last of Us... Is it Last of Us Part 1 or Last of Us 1? So so specifically, we're talking about the PS5 version, is it the Last of Us Part 1? We're talking about the, okay. about, the PS, blah, blah, blah. about the PS3 game, it's the Last of Us. But the PS4 game, it's the Last of Us Remastered. It reminds me a little bit of the George Lucasing when he did Star Wars to bring them into the modern age where he upgraded the effects, or some people would say downgraded them. But it's just, it, it, it's something, I know it's a little crass, and I know it's got a lot of flack for this. And, and to be fair, it's not a new game. Right. Um, but although it does come at a new price... Um, <laughs> sure does. And Naughty Dog, of course, we just mentioned this, but Naughty Dog is bringing the Uncharted trilogy to PC next month, too. That's so, exciting. So it's only a matter of time before Sony's big, big, you know, let's be honest, I think The Last of Us is probably the marquee PlayStation uh, IP at this point. Sure. There's, only, there's only a matter of time until it comes to the PC as well. So if yeah. you have a PlayStation and you need something to spin on it or download, I think, I mean, this is what you got. So Yeah, and I mean, uh, one of the things that I definitely mentioned in the review is that I'm a little shocked that if this re-remaster re is apparently about graphical fidelity, why did it not launch on PC simultaneously? Especially when we've shown that games like Spider-Man and um, Days um, Gone can look really good on PC. I think we all know the answer to that. Sony Because you is, can sell it to them again! Well, that and Sony needs some level of exclusivity. And I think... That's it. I, think that, I don't know what the metric is for that, but there's there's got to be a window. Because um, I know even your game, Death Stranding, is on Game Pass right now. So It is. And you all should play it, by the way. It's really good. It's coming back. And I think Kojima is going to be on, uh, announcing a new game. They, they're rumoring that Jordan Peele's involved. 
Whoa, you know, actually, uh, I just watched uh, Nope a little while ago, and that wasn't too bad at all, so I would like to play a Jordan Peele game. I want to play a prequel game about the chimpanzee. So, oh, see, that's, can you imagine that? You know, just complete aside, I really wanted that film to be more about the chimpanzee thing. Hey, it no, just wasn't. Nope, anyway. Nope, no spoilers. So, oh, yeah. so let's, uh, let's, let's move on to this. What's the next game? So the next game is actually another game I reviewed for the site, and that's called Steel Rising. Steel Rising, um, let, me, let me tell you guys, we have a long and storied history with the developer Spiders here on Pop Zara. Um, there's a game called The Technomancer that came out a while ago, and we're not going to go into that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the, let's just say there was a fun little story to that. Yeah, it's a, Technomancer was a very exciting tale. Point being, we, uh, we try to review Spiders games these days, and... Um, most recently, they came out with Still Rising. Still Rising is basically what would happen if we took the French Revolution, added in robots, made it a Souls-like. Because somebody thought that'd be a good idea. And shockingly, it kind of is. Are there baguettes? Uh, I'm sure there are. Weapons. It's France, obviously, there's baguettes. Do they eat <clears throat> anything else? Uh, not back then. Frogs? No, just uh, hubris. Hubris, hubris. Yeah. They love hubris back over in France. Anyway, uh, Still Rising, you play as a robot named Aegis. You run around, you beat up other robots. It's got the whole Souls-like thing you know in love with the stamina management and the different weapons and the stats you can upgrade and so on and so forth. Uh, you basically follow the French Revolution if there were robots. So you uh, work for Marie Antoinette, you battle the king, etc., etc. It's a pretty good time. You know, it's sort of like, you know, people complain when, like, the Western world makes, uh, like, Japanese historical games. Right. Um, I would love it if some Japanese company were to make, like, the Revo like the U.S. Revolutionary War game and they involve robots. It would... uh, you know, they did a while back. Called, did it? it was called Codename Steam. Really? Yeah, it was on the Nintendo uh, 3DS, I believe. Dream comes true? Yeah. Um, yeah funny, uh, funny story, by the way. The rest of the world complains when Americans make these games. Uh, I'm pretty sure the people who made Ghost of Tsushima, there's that game again, are now considered heroes to the island of Tsushima because of how great a job they do with the game. Like, they love it over there. It's yeah. hugely popular. Uh, I saw that there's uh, there's something coming out. There was some game that was announced. I don't want to get into the controversy because I don't think it's real. Mm -hmm. uh, the creators of Neo are, Neo, are creating this open uh, they're world. They're making a game called Lo Wong. Yeah, and uh, the, of course, the, the usual suspects. Uh, you can imagine who they are. I'm not going to tell you who they are. Uh, complain are complaining that they can fix the rights and wrongs of you know Tsushima representation. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, the I'm gonna give you guys a. Yeah, the Japanese love hint. it. The Japanese yeah, love they Tsushima. Love it, yeah. They love the game. So I'm gonna give you guys a big hint while we're here. I'm gonna make the internet much easier for you. If you mm. look online, you can get an extension that blocks specific domains from showing up in your <laughs> Google search results. Yeah, you'll you'll be happier. Hand hits, you should give it a shot. Yep. Games that'll make you happier, though, mm. as long as you're talking about things that'll make you happier. Disney Dreamlight Valley. Did you even know this was a thing? I knew it was a thing about five minutes before you told me it was a thing. So I told you it was a thing because I said, oh my god, there's a game on Game Pass that's basically Animal Crossing where you get to play as a Disney adult. Is it only on Game Pass? No, no, you can buy it on Steam, and I think it's on Xbox, and it might even be on PlayStation. I have to look. I kind of doubt it. Yeah, this is a this is strange. But, I played it on Game Pass, but there is a history of Disney games on the Xbox platform. Can we just say that? There's yeah, a... that's true. One of the big games way back in the day, I think, for the original Connect was actually a Disney game. Oh, I can confirm it's on other platforms. So okay, gotcha. So if you want to be a Disney adult, for reference, Disney adults. What we're talking about here is like you know. We're talking about the people who, like, go to Disney World, but it's not because it's a romantic outing, and it's not because it's for their kids. It's 
It's because they really like Disney and they're like 40. Um, anyway, that's a thing. Um, this game is also a thing. It is Animal Crossing. You play as a grown-up character who is exploring this magical Disney world, doing Disney stuff with your Disney pals. Um, it's got Goofy, so I like it. Of course. You don't really see Goofy much anymore. What's that? You don't really see Goofy. For, like, have you ever noticed, like, you don't really see a lot of the Disney mainline ca- heroes, like Goofy or Mickey or even Donald? I feel like they kind of phase them out, like, here and here and there now and then. Like, sometimes you'll get a you'll get a whole spat of Donald stuff, and then you'll get a yeah. whole spat of Goofy stuff. But they don't use them all at once, certainly. I think Mickey's coming up for, uh, I think Mickey's uh, might be in the public domain soon, so. Ooh, that's not going to happen. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> without getting into that too much. Um, Disney Dreamlight Valley. So again, it really comes down to: Do you like Animal Crossing? Yes, it's the, got the same idea. You know, you every day you want to log on, do some stuff, uh, plant some plants, harvest some spooky evil vines, talk to your Disney pals, etc. Uh, and do you like Disney? Because there's Disney characters. There's even the Disney characters that people don't even remember, like um, uh, Moana. Do people like Moana? Yeah, they like the Moana. They like the songs. Oh, okay, because Moana's in it. Um, I think Lilo and Stitch is in it, which is, that's isn't that just Moana with aliens? Uh, kind of. They're going to remake it. In a, did you not see Lilo and Stitch? Uh, nope. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, the fir- I believe the first Disney cartoon with uh, no parents. So, with no parents? Yeah, Fiona, I think. Fiona, I know you like Disney, too. You like the one with the cats, the Arista so. Cats. That one's not legal anymore. You can't watch that one. Um, anyway, yeah, Disney Dreamlight Valley, it is on Game Pass, and if you're mm-hmm. interested, you can try it, uh, basically without any risk whatsoever, like, if you don't have Game Pass yet, I don't know what to tell you. Well, I mean, like I said, it's, it's a Disney thing, so the, the people, like, I don't, I, I've always found it funny when I see things like this on the Xbox, because it doesn't, it doesn't seem like the demographics there, but I could Yeah, you know, for the longest time, we thought Xbox was kind of the, the broski sort of console, because everybody played Halo, and then they played Call of Duty, and Reddit told us those games were bad for years, mm-hmm. but now, I mean, Xbox is basically where you go if you don't want to shell out for a gaming PC, is what it feels like. That's uh, accurate. So, yeah. so what's next? I mean, all the games show up on the same platform, and there they are. Next game on the list, um, what do you know about Metal, Nathan Evans? Ah, okay, I am a child of the 80s, so I knew a lot, forgot most of what I knew. I don't know about Modern Metal. Uh, I, watched, I watched the trailer for this game. I know you're going to talk about it. I watched the trailer, and I, didn't re- I almost didn't recognize anybody or any of the groups that were there. But I know, I'll tell you this, I know that one of the biggest songs of the, of the summer was a Metallica song because of the Stranger Things, uh, Stranger Things season, f- was it four? They have uh, yep. Master of Puppets, and that and Kate Bush. So there's your mixtape. There you go. So this game that we're talking about here is Metal Hellsinger. And I want to kind of set the stage for you here. Uh, there was a game that did not come out a while back. It was a game that had a beta, but I guess the beta didn't do too well, and they never brought it out. And that game was called Chroma. And mm-hmm. Chroma was made by our pals over at Harmonix, who you might know for their work on Guitar Hero and Amplitude and Frequency and so on and so forth. They tried to bring back Guitar Hero a little while ago. It didn't work out. Uh, Point being, Chroma was a first-person shooter where you were playing Guitar Hero to make your gun work. Imagine. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what Metal Hellsinger is. It is a first-person shooter, played a lot like Doom, but while you're shooting you are simultaneously controlling this kind of Guitar Hero rhythm game. So your gun still works if you're not shooting on the rhythm, but it doesn't work as well. Um, and while you're playing, 
you know, if you're doing well, it kicks in with this really great metal music. It's got people from all these great bands. Uh, System of a Down, Arch Enemy, Trivium is there. Dark, uh, Dark Tranquility shows up a lot. Lamb of God is in there. Soil Work, who I haven't seen for a long time. Uh, it's real cool, and if you're into metal, I mean, it's a great game. Uh, definitely has that kind of Doom Eternal feel where you're all moving around very quickly, dodging about, trying to avoid enemies while you blast away. Feels really good. Definitely worth playing. Well, we should say that you remember. It reminded me. You, said, you mentioned Doom Eternal, but let's go back a little bit, little bit quicker. Um, do you remember Quake? When Quake. The original Quake. And you remember who did the soundtrack to Quake? Uh, that would be uh, the guy from Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor. Trent Reznor, who now does, and I kid you not, now does Disney Pixar soundtracks. You know what? I I'm all for it. Let's do it. <laughs> but you know, there's always been this synergy between metal and first-person shooters. Yep. And I think this is the first game to legitimately like broker that and say this is what it's about. Because you get yeah, that. I mean, aside yeah. from Chroma, which again never came out, this is the first one. Well, no, no, that's not true. There was another game called BPM Bullets Per Minute came out a few years ago, but it didn't have the kind of star power that this game does. Uh, you know, I, I can't say you know the, the the lead singer of System of a Down is on the soundtrack. Well, do you remember Rez on the Dreamcast? I do. Yeah, I mean, like, there's always been this idea of melding like action and. Um, Let's just, I want to say music, right? But beats. Uh, do you remember, what was it? Oh, we're going to talk about it later, but was it Wind Waker on the GameCube where uh, Link's attacks were tied to like the way, like the, sort of the, the rhythm that you would uh, hit so the, it was kind of button. it was kind of the opposite there. Hmm. Um, when you attacked, it would make the noise in Wind Waker. And that was cool. This is, you want to attack to the music. Hmm. Okay, so, right. sync, so sync it up. Yeah, exactly. Sync it up. Anyway, uh, game is on Game Pass, mm -hmm. much like Dizzy Dreamlight Valley. Play one, then play the other. I think you'll love it. Yeah, there's some counter-programming right there. Yep, exactly. So, beyond that, uh, I've not played this one. Return to Monkey Island. We've brought Monkey mm. Island back. It's got a again. very interesting graphical style. Uh, we brought it back again. The last time they tried this, I think, was on the Wii, on the WiiWare. Or it launched on WiiWare, which is interesting. Uh, not is this, the right... is this Double Fine? It's not Double Fine, no. They're involved... They're involved. Uh, who's, there. who's your Who's your hero over Double Fine? The one you were ah, talking about. Ah, damn! What was his name? The guy that started crowdfunding and ruined the gaming industry. What the hell is his name? You love this guy. You talked about him before. Ron. Yeah, Gil he was the worst. Ron was, Gilbert. What's that? Ron Gilbert. Ron Gilbert. No, no, no. You're mm -hmm. talking about the guy who runs Double Fine, right? Yeah. No. Well, let me put it this way. I looked it up. Uh, though, Tim Schafer. Yeah, Tim Schafer. I don't think he has anything. But Ron Gilbert's the creator. Uh, he's back, and he's back. Yeah, right. Ron Gilbert, creator of Monkey Island. Yeah. The um. I was like, let's just say this: the game just came out this week. So if you're, we don't, we haven't played it yet. I don't. Uh, if a review is coming, it's not coming for a little bit. Yep. Uh, the game launched. It launched on everything. It's getting stellar reviews from everybody. Just full full disclosure. But um, no, I mean, are you a Monkey Island fan? So I've played the second one, and that's it. I definitely have friends who love Monkey Island. Don't know what to think about this one just yet, but. You know, there are folks out there for whom Monkey Island was like their introduction to games. That's This is right around the time for that. Well, we talked about this before. I mean, you talked about Double Fine, but there were, like, the heyday of those point-and-click fun games. Um, I, you got, I don't think you'd consider King's Quest part of that, but you have the Monkey Island, you have the... Was it Space Quest? Uh, Space Quest, yeah. I think that actually just launched, too. Or it didn't... Yeah. yeah it was a launch, but it definitely was finished in development. Well, no, you have, uh, of course, the King Daddy of all, Maniac Mansion. You had Day of the Tentacle... You had, uh, oh goodness, what was the other one? Um, Le Leisure Suit Larry. Uh, yeah, that got a revival recently too, didn't it? Yeah, a really bad one. Uh, but 
but I like I said, it, this this uh, what was the other? There's been a lot of the revival of these point and click games, like just in general, because indie games tend to be like low fidelity, and I yep. think this sort of works well with it. But um, are you are you have any interest in Monkey Island, like the new one? Um, I might check it out one of these days once it's on sale. Maybe if a hand-to-hand review code happens to show up, maybe check it out then. Um, not that I wouldn't play it, but I definitely – when I was a kid – let me explain. Uh, when I was a kid, there were all these adventure games with these really cool concepts like The Dig. You know, you go to this mm-hmm. other world and there's spooky alien stuff or, or Bureau 13. Like you're part of this mysterious government agency with a vampire and a mech and so on. But then – you actually play these games, and all you're doing is looking for items, clicking on pixels, solving puzzles. Always disappointing me. It left a bad taste in my mouth. I feel like in the modern era, I might like them more. And I've definitely, like, for a little while there, I made a living, shamefully, writing walkthroughs for these games. Like, uh, if you ever played Primordia, read the walkthrough for it, that was me. Um, but generally speaking today, I wouldn't play them for fun. But Monkey Island, I might make an exception. It's a pretty big deal. I'll say this. Um... I'll say this. I'm a big fan of audiobooks, right? And yep. I'm, but I'm a big fan of actual books. Um, I consider, if you listen to an audiobook, I consider that consuming the book, just in a different format. One thing I don't care for, and this is, this is relevant, uh, Amazon's been doing this, Spotify's been doing this. They're taking audiobooks and they're creating like these radio dramas out of them. I see. And you know they have acting performances, sound effects, and that's fantastic. I love radio performances. But sometimes when you read a book, you have the sort of the voice in your head. Right. Right. You know this. And a lot of the one of the charm of these old put and click games is you had the the joy of interaction with the joy of reading, and you know, you create the characters in your head. And I think one of the problems with some of the Monkey Island revivals, I remember playing the, the last couple of ones, is that they be, they don't know when to stop being cinematic. And I know you don't you don't want to tiptoe to that Telltale Games um, motif. You know, I like Telltale Games, sure, but those are cinematic; those aren't books, right? And I, I'm hoping. Cross my fingers. I'm hoping this game is more like it, it sort of gives you the dignity of exploring yourself. But I imagine it's I, I imagine it's probably fully voiced. But we'll see. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I guess we'll see. We'll see. Uh, when we play it, we will definitely tell you guys. Yeah. Don't get us wrong. However, comma, we got to move on to other more yes. exciting games. Well, I say more exciting. Everything's exciting to different people. And this game was very <laughs> exciting to me. They brought back, remastered, added content. To JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All Star Battle, it's called uh, All Star Battle R. All Star Battle R is that an Arc System Works game? Um, I don't think so. Let me check. No. All Star Battle when, R. When I when I see when I see any 2D Namco or, uh, Namco, but no, everything for a while there was Arc System Works. You remember that everything? They, and it was yeah. great. Yeah, it was great. I mean, they they do they're the best in the business. Them and Way Forward. Yeah. Actually, I think they work together, right? Way Forward and Arc System Works. But, Would not um, surprise me even a little. Yeah. So have you? So what is this from? Is this from the? Is this from the PlayStation Three days? So yeah, this originally came out in the PS3. It's actually one of the more rare physical games for the PS3. Well, it's digital now, baby. It is digital now. It's got more stuff. It's got characters from other series, like about the um kind of not prequel series, but the thing that the JoJo guy was working on before JoJo. Yeah, that character's in this game. It's got characters from every series. Um, JoJo, by the way, really big right now, bigger than ever, thanks to uh, mm-hmm. well, the newest anime season, Stone Ocean, being on Netflix. We'll talk about Netflix soon. Netflix has a lot of stuff I, going uh, on lately. I'm looking at screenshots, and I missed this. I missed this particular one on PlayStation Three. I'll admit it, but I'm looking at screenshots, and some of the characters look like a cross between Link and Leather Daddies. 
Yeah, so, that's kind of what we're going for. Yeah, so it's it's appropriate. Yeah, so I mean, this game is great. I play the hell out of it. Uh, one of the things I super like is that it actually incorporates the character's abilities from the show into the game. So you got this one guy. His power is to uh, turn your face into a comic book and scribble out things in order to get rid of your memories. And in the game, that translates as he can lock you out of your moves. Um, really like playing as him. He's terrible, by the way. He's like the worst character in the game, but I think his ability is funny, so I use him all the time. Um and yeah, that kind of thing is all over the place. It's a lot of fun. Definitely worth checking out if you haven't yet. Still has a pretty bopping online community. Probably will mm-hmm. for as long as Netflix is running Stone Ocean. So please enjoy it. Take a look. Well, the game has been remastered. It's available on everything. Um, I assume they've... Up- was it was it online on the PS3? Um, Man, that was forever ago. It probably was uh-huh. at some point. Definitely not anymore. I'm pretty sure that they probably... If it's online now, the netcode's probably been updated, so... Yep. We shall see. But it's on everything, by the way, and every it's platform. On, it's on Steam. It's on PS whatever. You knock stuff out. Yep, PS whatever. Uh, so what do we got left? Uh, the final game we're talking about is the Deal Field Chronicle, and I would love to discuss that, but it's not actually out yet. It's But it's coming this month. That's why I put it, it on is. here. It's coming this month, and I have played the demo, and it's pretty good. Uh, it's got this kind of radial... Sorry, it's a strategy RPG. Mm-hmm. Uh, you control characters, they fight enemies. It's got this big, grand strategy plotline going on. has this really interesting aesthetic where the characters kind of look like plastic models, but they move around and stuff. And it's cooler in action, trust me. Um, the demo made it seem pretty good. Uh, game is not actually out until the 22nd, which as of today is on Thursday. So hopefully we can talk about it some over the coming week and maybe get you guys a review. Uh, from what I played, it's a beautiful game. Uh, graphics are high quality. Mm-hmm. Gameplay seems fun. Really like the combat animation. So yeah, please look forward to it. I don't. Uh, I don't have any confirmation from this, but I just. It's one of those Square Enix games where it looks like a Square Enix game artistically. Yeah, very um, much so. Like if somebody told me this was FF16, I, yeah. I I wouldn't argue with them. It's like that that hybrid between like Yoshitaki Amano and Bishamon. You know where exactly. it's it's that flowery, beautiful like in that that certain period of time that never existed. But uh, right. You mentioned this for last game, but I think we skipped one, and I think it's a big Which one. Which one is that? In fact, I think it might be the big game of the month. Oh, hit me. I, I thought you were just... Oh, man, you know what? I wasn't even looking. Yeah. We had it covered up, and the reason that happened <laughs> is because I've actually been playing this game way too much, uh, and it's inhibited my sleep schedule. And I will say this. Uh, before we, we mention what the game is, uh, in its home country of Japan, it's broken sales records. It's, I, it's kind of a phenomenon over there right now. I completely understand. Look, this is one of those games where I have put people who haven't touched a video game in years or in their lives in front of it, and they fall in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about Splatoon 3. Splatoon 3 on the Switch, it is amazing. I probably dropped, I want to say, 30, 40 hours by now. We have talked about this before, um, and we'll talk about it again, how the Switch is a strange console that that pretty much everything you put on it sells. Yeah, like, no, kidding, no kidding. And and you have you have successful things like you have... The best-selling Zelda, the best-selling Metroid, the best, by far the best-selling Animal Crossing, the best-selling Mario Kart, and now well, the best-selling Splatoon. I feel like the Animal Crossing maybe had some help, but... A little, a little help from Last of Us, but um, if you know what I mean. But it's just like, as someone, like, this, this is so funny to me, because this is such an indictment, and we could talk about PlayStation 5 all day. Like, the reason you're, you ask this question and you start off, why is this game on the PlayStation 5? Why is it, why are these PC, why are these PlayStation games on the PC? Uh, because there's not enough PlayStation 5s to sell games on it. That's just the way it is. And that's, and that's what happened on with Nintendo with the Wii U. It was a perfectly fine console that just didn't sell, 
And so Nintendo is basically second, uh, regurgitating as much as they can. And the, one of the biggest things that came from that was Splatoon, a franchise that was born on the Wii U. And so let, me, uh, let me try to explain Splatoon this way. On Friday, I bought into the Modern Warfare 2 beta. Wanted mm-hmm. to play a little bit. Played in the PS5. Has the haptics, feels good, fun to play, whatever. Um, spent my first three, four, five matches getting annihilated. Just run into the ground, didn't kill anybody, just splattered everywhere. It was awful. I was meat. The people who have played forever got to beat me up. They felt mm. good about themselves. Then, let me contrast that. Splatoon comes out. Put my friend in front of it. Has never played a game in her life. Puts in an hour. Gets killed a couple times. Says she doesn't like it. Later, she wants to play again. Mm-hmm. And again. And again. And again. And last weekend, she bought herself a Switch. It was a Splatoon Switch because she wanted to play more Splatoon. That You're technically a, a drug dealer now. Yeah, yeah. The first hit's free, and here <laughs> she is buying a console for the sole purpose of playing Splatoon. Look, please do not underestimate how good this is. It's a game anybody can play. It's a shooter where all you have to shoot is the ground. Well, also, let's bring the, we brought this up before, is that sometimes when we talk about the best-selling games of the month, which we're going to do here in a second... Um, there's so much that's not represented on this list because a yeah. lot of the games are free to play. You have Fortnite, you have Among Us, you have uh, oh goodness, what's what's the other one? Not Genjin Impact. There's so many of these games that are that are making billions of dollars that are not represented anywhere, anywhere when we're talking about this. But they make all the money, and I think Splatoon. Correct me if I'm wrong. Splatoon might be the closest thing to those style of competitive multiplayer games on a console right now. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Um, I just look at it, and it's it's just a just an explosion of color. It and is. It's, it's it's a wonderful time. Like, trust me, if you have a Switch and you want to have fun, please try this game. Even if you don't think it's something you will like, I promise you, you are wrong. Well, I mean, I, you, clearly you like it, but like, how does it compare to like because the the Switch only only had one exclusive before it had Splatoon two, but how how does it just compare like? technologically speaking, compared to the second. So from a technical perspective, it's really not that different. Um, it, it looks good. It plays good. One of the things about the Switch is that if a game for the Switch is done right, it's not going to look like a graphical leap and bound. It's going to look like a game that will still look good if you play it again in 10 years. Mm-hmm. And that's what Splatoon 3 is. Yeah, how's the online, though? Because that's that's the one fidgety thing about the Switch that you just can't get around. Like, its online is not as robust so I will not say that it's flawless, but I will say that instead of letting you get into a game and the game is full of lag and it's not fun, it just won't let you start the game. You'll have to start your search again, which I think is preferable, really. Yeah, I mean, you'd rather play something solid than play something you're going to get thrown out of. Exactly. So, okay, but like I said, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's breaking records everywhere it's being sold. Like, it's 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 one of the big games of the summer. And I, like I said, it's either this or The Last of Us is the big game for consoles this month. So I feel pretty confident that when we look at these exact charts we're about to talk about, Splatoon 3 is going to be on top. Uh, probably next month. Yep. Yeah, because it just came out this one. So now we got to go backwards because we are going to be talking about our good friends over at NPD. That's the National Purchase Diary. Uh, it's pretty much the only real calculator of what's going on with the video game sales on retail and digital shelves. Um, it's a, just a snapshot. It's not sacrosanct. So entertainment purposes only. So don't invest money in GameStop or whatever. I wouldn't do it, certainly. So here's the thing. PS5, real cool system. If you can get one, you should. There's a lot to play on it. There's a lot to play on it if you are okay with PS4 games, which you Mm -hmm. should be. They're fun. (laughs) Uh, Problem is, hard to get one. If you can, you should. Mostly you can't. It's getting better these days. Uh, Two years later, 
you're finally starting to get a chance to play one, but if you still can't find it, understandable. It's uh, it's getting easier. It's getting easier, and I'll say this: um, I got to credit Sony because they're starting to sell more and more consoles directly through their PlayStation uh, site. Mm-hmm. It, that that's probably the easiest way to get one that doesn't involve larceny or uh, you know getting to a risky parking lot in a garage, in a gas station. Right. But uh, you got to be really careful with that stuff. You know, I, I certainly would never go to a police station and buy one out of somebody's back seat. Nope, not me. Yeah, not that. If you do have witnesses. Um, yep. It's been a strange month because the PlayStation 5 was the best-selling console last month in, do- in terms of dollars and, and revenue. Uh, it's the first time it's, I think it's ever happened since the console's yep. been out. Uh, but, of course, it's, it's a two-man race at this point. It's the PlayStation and the Switch, give or take. Um, I don't know where that leaves Microsoft, but it doesn't leave them in an enviable place. That's but, true, that's true. And that's reflected in what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about software. So top 20 Let's software. Let's talk about the top 20 software, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, i got to, you know, normally, I mentioned to you guys a minute ago, i got a Chrome extension that lets me block domains for my Google search results, and that's very helpful. Mm-hmm. Another extension I have, because I don't like people on the Internet, mm. is one that usually blocks comment section, uh, sections from different websites. Um, when we're looking at websites to get these charts down just to you know make things easier for us Mm -hmm. i usually don't see the comments but this time i did and i'm gonna drop one that was my favorite this month here in a minute (laughs) however comma number 20 pokemon legends arceus from the switch as with basically anything exclusive to the switch it's pretty good probably worth playing has it uh does nintendo update the update their games the way other publishers do not to the same extent. It's definitely gotten an update, and I'm sure there's a little bit more if you've played it and you want to come back. But it's definitely not to the extent of like Genshin Impact, where you know recently they added in a whole new continent worth of content. It's not like that. Well, I know the the big game this month that is not reflected on these charts is the return of Cyberpunk, and because like yeah, you said, a combination you meant... of that, and I think I, I'm confident Genshin Impact did really well. But yeah, they don't talk about it. So so it's like you know these games have longer lives because of support, like post post release support. So. You know, I'm, I'm going to hear people tell me all day about how terrible the games industry is. Please imagine if back in the day they added DLC to Chrono Trigger. <laughs> so. Yeah, I can't either. Uh, number 19 is The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. Please imagine if back in the day they released Chrono Trigger on your fridge. They could. They could. You could play Chrono Trigger on your fridge now on Samsung right. Smart Fridges. I'm pretty sure you can buy, like, a magazine that you can play Chrono Trigger on these days. Anyway, uh, 18 is Kirby in the Forgotten Land. Funny stories that people compared to The Last of Us. It is nothing like that. That but, is true. Um, has it's, this cutesy uh, post-apocalyptic aesthetic. It's a good time. It's, uh, it's a lot more interesting than had it been a Last of Us clone. And I will say, you know, the fact that we've been talking about The Last of Us and Kirby is a strange mix. But um, there's a new Remember Kirby back game in the day out. when uh, Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing came out the same day? You know what? We have an industry that can support them both. Yep, we sure do, and that's wonderful. Number 17, Gran Turismo 7. That is still doing well despite a rough launch. I heard it had some real nasty microtransaction issues, but I guess either those have been worked out or they weren't so bad after all. Um, I was going to save it till later, but there's been a lot of movement on the Gran Turismo movie coming out. Gran Turismo movie? How is that any different from, like, Days of Thunder? Uh, hopefully it's not. Hopefully it's great. We love Tom Cruise again, but I'll That's say true. maybe we'll get maybe we'll get Days of Thunder too, still cruising. Oh, but, that'd uh, be great. Number sixteen, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, still mm-hmm. selling like hotcakes. There's gonna be no more characters, and yet people are new users. They gotta they gotta spend money. They gotta they buy gotta those DLCs. Yeah. 
Again, Switch exclusive. If you have a Switch, you should pick it up. I guarantee you're going to love it. Uh, 15, very surprising to me. Was not expecting this. Soul Hackers 2 made it onto the list. Mm-hmm. That's a surprise. Um, yeah, this is a surprise because this is definitely it's a solid game. It's another one of those Shin Megami Tensei games. Does not use the title, by the way. Also, does not call itself Devil Summoner, which is what it's a part of the series of. Uh, just calls itself Soul Hackers, maybe in an effort to bring in new players. And you can definitely see it when you play it. Uh, but I liked it. I thought it was good. It definitely has some of the hallmarks to think a lower budget project, but it's a good time, and clearly people liked it because here it is, number fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, 14 is Far Cry 6. You know, I will say one thing about Far Cry 6. Uh, much like other new Ubisoft games, uh, Ubisoft's marketing refers to it as an Ubisoft original. Sorry, a, a Ubisoft original. I will say this. Um, I don't think it has much to do with it, but I want to say something in, in uh, Far Cry 6's defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the game is perfectly fine, but I think it's it's probably the most forgettable of the recent Far Cries, and I hate to say that. But did you ever watch Better Call Saul or Breaking Bad? I did not. But you're aware of it being a sort yeah, of phenomenon. Yeah, I'm aware of it certainly. Well, yeah. he, uh, the character of Gus, you know, the drug, the drug, the drug dealing chicken man who owns a right. chain of, he's become one of the most popular characters. And he, uh, the actor who plays him is, uh, oh god, what's his name? Uh, Giancarlo Esposito. Uh, he plays Gus in the show, and he plays the villain in Far Cry Six. And Better Call Saul went out with a bang. And, uh, yeah, so that's the Gus Factor. The Gus Factor? But does Call of Duty Vanguard number 13 have the Gus Factor? No, it does not, sadly. Although Far Cry 6 did have the Danny Trejo Factor, where you, there's a whole mission where you have to guard him making tacos. That is true. He makes tacos, and he's got his little <laughs> alligator pal. Call of Duty Vanguard is going to definitely lack the Gus Factor pretty soon when Modern Warfare 2, which I mentioned a little bit ago, comes out. Number 12, Horizon Forbidden West. You said there's no games for PS5, but there is. There is one game. It is this game. No, it's on PS4 as well. Oh, rip. Okay, never mind. Uh, don't bother. <laughs> so... uh, number 11 is Digimon Survive. Can you believe that? I. It's two months now. Two months. Well, you can't play. You usually can't play Pokemon on these consoles, so you got to play something else with a Mon in it. This isn't even Pokemon. This mm. is uh, It's a visual novel. This that... is a visual novel hitting number 11. On the MPD. Didn't the, uh, was it the creator of Digimon that passed away, or was that Yu-Gi-Oh? That was Yu-Gi-Oh. He, uh, you know, I tried to use Monster Reborn, didn't pan out. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just, I get, <laughs> I, I get a lot of these, I get a lot of these early aughts, uh, Japanese, Portmanteau Japanese franchise with monsters mixed up. Eh, you gotta work on that. Number 10, Xenoblade Chronicles 3. It's a Switch-exclusive RPG, and it's good. You should play it. That's pretty, pretty interesting It hung around. It's been hung, what, is this the second month? I mean, it's hung around because nobody's finished it yet. It's long as hell. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It's not Elden Ring. Yeah, well, that's true. Number nine is MLB The Show 22. That is baseball. Number eight is Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. That is that's, still uh, here. It's never going anywhere. I made a prediction that this thing might drop off a little, and I was wrong. And uh, It's I, still here? I, yeah. They, I keep hearing Star Wars is a dead franchise, but it's not. So Definitely not. Number seven, Minecraft. Yep. Number six, Mario Kart 8. Yep. Number five, Multiverses. They are adding in Gizmo from Gremlins. I saw Did that. you even remember Gremlins existed? And Garfield, too. Garfield? Isn't Garfield coming to Versus? Uh, Multiverses? No. Is he? I think so. I don't really follow it. 
he, he no, that's Nickelodeon. Okay, I'm okay. That's the, that's the other game. I saw that there was a little controversy because there's no there's no real controversy with this game, but they uh, modified the game for Velma from Scooby Doo. She now can't call the police because it was offensive, so she now calls uh, something else. She calls the mystery van, which is actually better. Which which makes more sense. I don't know why yeah, she would like, call I don't the police. Know you, I don't even know if it was because it was offensive. I think it was because why would she call the police? She should call the mystery van. Yeah, that's uh, that seems like a change for the better. I have to say, yeah, I don't even know if it was because it was offensive. I think it just makes more sense this way. Number four, another game that makes a lot of sense, Elden Ring. It's great. Just, uh, Play it. Just one game of the year at the Japanese Game Awards. It's uh, going to probably sweep all the stuff here, too. I, I can't imagine anything even coming close. You know, I heard it's too hard and it's not accessible and et cetera, et cetera. I People s- keep buying it for some reason. I saw a guy beat it with a flute. Well, then that means it's definitely have you seen, I talked about. I have you about seen this? Have you seen? Believe, yeah, I mean, I've seen a guy beat Dark Souls with a guitar controller. I'm sure this is yeah. Yeah, when people talk about accessibility, what they really mean is you can try outside the box. Yeah, exactly. So. Anyway, point being, you go play Steel Rising. It has cheats built in. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Marvel's Spider-Man. It's there. It's on PC. That's why it's on this list. Mm-hmm. It is real good. Play it on your oh. fancy PC. You know what's fun about this game? Um, that you get to play a Spider-Man? No, no, no. That's the least fun part. The best part. Yeah. The best part is the modding community has transformed this game into something magical. Like I've I've seen like a like probably a zillion mods for this thing where they had everything from Shrek to uh, to Homer Simpson to everything. I mean, I know mods have always been there, but I didn't realize this engine was so malleable and Sony's just sort of okay with it. Can and, I can I go a different direction? Can mm-hmm. I play as the cat from Stray? In Spider-Man, you probably can. Nice. You probably. I mean, at, at this point, though, it's just it reminds me of the old days. You know, the old days before the modding community took over and became sort of uh, capitalistic about it, where there's just a lot of creativity going on right now. And again, you don't. That was never built into the console version because consoles can't be modded like that. But now that it's on PC, it's sort of free to live, be itself. Hey, nice to hear. Hey, however, though, things that are free to live, number two is, okay, okay, here, I mentioned a comment. I usually don't see them. I have mm-hmm. them turned off. I don't think that any comment section will ever have anything to say that's useful to me. And I'm still right. I'm still right. Mm-hmm. But a comment that I saw was somebody saying, I thought Saints Row 2022 was a bad game. How is it in the top 20? I guess people like bad games. That's true. That's, I mean, you can't argue with that logic. Yeah, that's that's got to be the conclusion, right? It's uh, it's in here because people like bad games. Yep. So I've played it. We're getting a review up soon. I had to finish it first and how it is. Um, um, well, I want to I want to say that as the managing editor a little bit. We talked about this too. Um, the game the game needed a little more time because we weren't we weren't wanting to rush out just to bash it. Can we just say that? Yeah. Let's put it this way. This game maybe needed about a month in the oven and. Um, you know, let me put it this way. I bought a new PC recently. It's got mm-hmm. a 3080 Ti. It's got one of the 12 series CPUs. This thing is nuts. It's so ridiculous. Um, this thing had a little trouble with Saints Row at first. Well, I will say this, though. I want to I be clear about something. More and more and more, people who review games, especially these big-budget blockbuster multi-platform games, usually do it on PC. And here's a PSA for you. If you're going to be a video game critic... And you have a PC as your primary console or your primary platform. Here's something you have to be aware of: your PC might be shit, and it may not run these games. Yep. And so, if you if you're struggling on a 1060 
with an AMD 4 and you got 8 gigs of RAM and the game doesn't run as well as the Digital Foundry video, it might be you. Like, I'm not trying to, not trying to you know, forgive the game for being sloppy, but your PC might be too old to run it at, you know, 60 frames on 4K. Just see, I'm over. Just I'm saying. over here thinking that I'm over here thinking we've heard about these guys for the third time in as many months. What did the guys at Digital Foundry do to you? No, I'm saying they actually liked the game a little bit. They actually positively reviewed it. Oh, uh, but, but then again, I, all I'm saying is they're the only. We we do NPD because it's the only metric on sales. Uh, NP, uh, Digital Foundry is the only metric we have to be obsessive about pixel counting. And they do multi-platform. They do they do a pretty good job of being really obsessive about multi-platform. They they looked at this game on every single platform under the sun, and they were obsessive about it. And it turns out the game is pretty much equally offensive on all platforms. It's just not a well optimized game. Yeah, but they didn't hate it's very it. True. But they didn't hate it like everybody else. It's yeah, it, no, it's that's not the worst game in the world. It is a pretty bog standard. Uh, open world shooty bangy kind of thing. It's got some, you know. People say it's got cringy humor. I I don't know if there's any video game on this planet that tries to be funny and isn't a little cringy. It's because they're video games, guys. Come on. I think the biggest controversy wasn't the performance of the game. I think it was they thought the scaling back of some of the more offensive elements and how that portends to like things like Grand Theft Auto coming up, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, I haven't played the game. I've actually never actually really spent time with a Saints Row game, so I have no. I have no. Um, so I've uh, you know I've no a fight. fair amount of it. I, th- I think it's pretty funny. I think the jokes are good. I don't think it uh, I don't think it scales things back in such a way as to make it obvious that it's doing so. Which is you know that's the actual problem. It's not that it's scaling these things back. It's that it's being super obvious about it and kind of eh. Uh, that this game is not like that. This game is fine. You should give it a shot. Uh, you'll probably enjoy it. Number one is Madden NFL 23. It's football. It's football and it's it it is what it is. It shows up, does its thing, makes all the money, and then it gets replaced next year. Hey, you know what? Hmm. We were just talking about GTA. Yeah, so let's finish off our final section. So if you made it this far, you can make it a little further. Uh, yep. This is the everything else section where we just basically quickly run down what else is going on. Uh, if, you're a vid- if you're a video game fan, you know all this stuff already. And you probably already commented about it somewhere. But here it is again. Recycling. All right. So here we go. Going on the list. They leaked an early build videos of GTA 6. It looks like it's going to be kind of a Bonnie and Clyde sort of thing. Huh. you got a male character and a female character, and they, they team up and they do heists. And from what I saw, it looks pretty okay. Uh, yeah, it's nowhere close to being finished, and that's just how yeah, it Yeah, it, it's obviously not done yet, but if, if they keep um, polishing it up, it seems like it's going to be fun. I will say this, though. the There's going to be a lot more news about this because I think Rockstar confirmed the game was leaked, and it was uh, I guess it was held at ransom. They've sure. identified the people, so that this saga is going to go on. But I will say this: um, a lot of people, like you, you mentioned the comment. Someone brought up the obvious that people must hate bad games. That's why they sell. But people must people must like bad games. That's why they sell. What's so yeah. interesting though about this? What's so interesting is that we've normalized um, early access, so we've kind of gotten people used to being okay with unfinished games. I kind of almost blame Rockstar a little bit on this, and I blame a lot of publishers. Because they don't often pull the, the the curtain back and show how game development actually is the way movies do. Like, so I would uh, let me let me put this one to, forward to you. Let me let me not be too too conspiratorial conspiratorial mm-hmm. here. Do you think they did it on purpose? Would we be talking about GTA Six today if it hadn't leaked? Uh, no. No, probably not. That's no. all we got. All we really got to say about that one. Um, but what I mean is like the gaming industry, like the big, like Rockstar is one of the biggest publishers in the world. Like they they've been coasting off GTA Five for a very long time. They're yeah. shutting they're shutting down. Uh, they're going to shut down Red Dead Redemption Two online because let's be honest, it just wasn't the thing. 
But I will say this, like, I really wish game developers, like, we've seen, like, um, I think the only one who really, really, really does it mainstream is Nintendo with, um, what's that guy's name? The guy who does Smash Brothers, Sasaki or whatever? Yes. He, he just opened up his, he just opened up a YouTube channel where he teaches, he does this, he teaches, sorry, he teaches you about games. Where he does this, punches microphone, Punch. like, But what I mean is, like, you have these luminaries and they're showing you how game development works. And I think someone who could look at, like, a build of Grand Theft Auto 6 it would make it more feasible in a way that when you just look at the finished game, you see how polished it is. We kind of take it for granted that Rockstar is pretty good at this. And look at Saints right. Row. Saints Row is nowhere as polished as Grand Theft Auto. Like Saints now, Row, yeah, it's, it's they're different different developers, but you know right. the process. And one thing I want to put forward is that I don't, you know, that's a good idea in theory. In practice, I would worry that it kind of borders on this parasocial thing we end up with with community discords with. Uh, crowdfunding especially with early access where we pretend like game developers are our friends or like there's no, any kind of relationship not. there it's they're like not. no they are they are merchants selling a product it used to be different i will say this it used to be different when you had small development teams of three and it was a solo programmer and i think to some extent you still find that with indie stuff but you said what you what's the word you used for it para parasocial Parasocial. I would almost it's say it's like a you know you enter a big yeah. Discord and there's the developers are there and clearly if we're all in the same chat room we're friends right? But it but when a, when a publisher takes over when the advertising people take over that process it becomes parasitic because you are now being used to propagate something that's and and defend something that doesn't need to be defended. Like like it's one thing to say I hate this game because it sucks it sucks it has bad control it it crashes. It's another thing to say I hate this game because of irrelevant factors i hate the developer i hate this person there's a woman wrote the game or a man sure. or it, it doesn't have enough or it has too little trans activity there's a million reasons to hate something for no reason sure. but but i'm just saying look i thought the leak i hate to say it, i know the game is nowhere near finished i thought it looked pretty good yeah that's, kind of that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying exactly like if the game looked like complete garbage then i can maybe buy into the idea that it was held for ransom and oh, oh no nobody was supposed to see this no nah, it looks like i will say we've seen early access games that look worse than this i will say the best trolling i saw though do you remember that red hot chili pepper song californication from like 1999 yeah. like mm -hmm. that people forget that music video good song one of the best albums that was their comeback album uh that little grand theft auto thing came out before grand theft auto 3 so right. that thing is that thing predates Grand Theft Auto, and that looked amazing. And now we can play games on phones that look better than that. Yep. But people actually thought that was Grand Theft Auto Six. They sure did, but they, did. they were wrong. Hey, things people were wrong about. I'll mm. fully admit this. I did not think we would hear a word about the new Legend of Zelda during the recent Nintendo Direct. I, I told mm. people straight up, people at work, like, hey, you review games. What do you think about the Direct? I'm like, you're not going to see Zelda. They're not going to say a word about Zelda until next year. I was wrong. Uh, they had to say it because uh, because they're – the way video games go, you know, they go into, they go into quadrants. You know this, right? Um, right. You know, they have – the game's not coming out till May, so it firmly puts the game in – position to do pre-orders and to do sales because everything every game you've ever played that's from a major publisher you know this Corey, has been decided on its release date because of shareholders you know this right and that's and that's why this game was announced because nintendo needed something to assuage their shareholders and you know for stock filings and the game's coming out in the very lucrative month of may 2023 and that game is called that game is called The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. 
which nobody in England heard about because all the news was blocked out. Because for some they're busy reason. crying about the death of the kingdom, the death, or the trans, the peaceful transfer of unearned power. Hey, you know, if you're born into the right family, you can have whatever you want. That's how it works. That's how it always works. As However, as, comma. As long as you're willing. Going from there. As long as you're willing to um, not wait your turn, you could be anything, including king. Yep, exactly. Let's go ahead and knock and knock the next few of these out. There's a lot to say about them. Mm -hmm. uh, the PSVR 2 is not compatible with the first-gen model. I don't think I'm surprised. Hmm. I mean, they, they, gave a, they gave a legitimately good reason for it, but that legitimately good reason uh, is not necessarily an excuse, so we'll see what happens. Following up from there, NVIDIA has announced the 4090 and the 4080, the de new desktop GPUs. Now, here's the thing. There was a recent event called the Ethereum merge, mm -hmm. and that's basically where we went out of our way to ensure that people would stop using their damn graphics card to mine cryptocurrency. And what that has done is ensure that anybody who wants a graphics card can now buy one. And what does that mean for you and me? Well, for oh, me... Yeah, it's, it's magic. You know this. Yeah, exactly. For me... It means that I got a new PC. Went to Micro Center, bought one. It's real fancy. Got a 3080 Ti. Got a 12 series CPU. Here's the problem oh, with that. Yeah. I don't have any games that need this much power. They don't exist yet. We were uh, chatting about this before, and I, I asked you to to hold your comments for a second. Yep. Um, basically, here's the thing: um, the way game development is right now, I mean, you're lucky to get a game that's that will uh, test your put your video card to the test. But these new video cards coming out, they're still using like Rise of the Tomb Raider. Or Shadow of the Tomb Raider to, that's do, crazy. to do benchmark crazy testing. You know, I was previously using my my old PC before I got this one was using a basic 2080, not even a TI. Um, I did not run into a single game in the past couple of years that had had any trouble with it all. Not a yeah. single problem. I'm in full disclosure. I still have a 1060. Like I'm, I'm sure I'm, you're fine too. I, I when you're for, when you're rocking 1440p, it, it's good enough. But, yeah, um, absolutely. Two things. I didn't put it on the list, but I was going to mention, uh, what's the company that just announced they're severing ties with NVIDIA? Is it, um, oh, goodness. Asus. No, no, no. Uh, no, wasn't it? Oh, no. It's, it? it's the single biggest manufacturer of third-party NVIDIA cards. I'm pretty sure it's Asus. No, let me check it out. I should have had this done. Uh, let me see. Is it eGPU? Uh, who is it? X, uh, e EVGA. EVGA, uh, which gets 80% of their business from yeah, making... Yeah, EVGA. Sorry, it's not Asus. Asus is still working together. It's great. Yeah, but they're uh, they're severing ties with NVIDIA. They claimed uh, foul play. The first OEMs, uh, you know, first-run OEMs are getting more attention and, and better deals. Yep. So... Hey, you know, I've said this before, and I'll say it a thousand times more. Uh, this kind of inter-industry slap fighting, mm -hmm. even going so far as worrying about sales, is irrelevant to you, the consumer. Don't worry about it. Well, you want the, you want them to hate each other. I will say this though: this is a great time to buy a video card. This is the best time I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Do it, do it now before they come up with a new well, cryptocurrency thing to do with them. But don't just splurge. Look for the deals. There are a bunch of uh, different manufacturers that are giving you that are literally giving away like forty percent, forty to sixty percent off plus. 1440p gaming monitors, everything. Just look for the deals. They, You're in command. Yep. You have the money. Speaking of which, a couple more things. Street mm -hmm. Fighter Six is a closed beta coming up October 7th. I don't know if you guys have watched these trailers. They look amazing. I have legitimately not watched, and I'll tell you why. You know what, what I feel. Street Fighter Five was a dud. They fixed it up, became playable. I want to go into this one raw. Every single thing that I hear about Street Fighter Six, everything is that Capcom is is doing kid gloves. They're doing everything to make this game roll out. Everything it could be. I want to be surprised. I want to feel the magic. So, hey, please look forward to it. From what I've seen, it's going to look great. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a Gran Turismo movie. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. Um, what, what's it even going to be about? 
they're gonna wrap a wrap a story about. It. I think it's about. I think they're gonna go for the the like you said, sort of the Days of Thunder approach, where you have a upstart kid who's gonna race. I know they hired Orlando Bloom. They got David Harbor from Stranger Things. They got another kid from another thing. The guy Is who Idris Elba in it. Idris Elba's in everything. That's yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's like saying Frank Welker's in your movie. But yeah, I'll say this. Finally. But okay. uh, but I'll say this though. It's from the director Neil Blobenkamp, the guy who did District Nine, who was supposed to do Halo. So, I see. But he also did Chappie. So mm. we'll we'll see. Yikes! Finally. Netflix. Netflix mm-hmm. has made a lot of ad- adaptations of things, and some of them are good, some of them less good. And I would always say, you know, don't get excited. If something says it's going to be a Netflix exclusive, it's probably going to be bad. That is increasingly less true. It's funny. The Netflix anime adaptations of live action do bad. The Netflix anime adaptations do good. Yeah, um, and there's certain situations where it's obvious that maybe we were a little bit low on money. You know, I said the new <laughs> JoJo Stone Ocean is on there, and like, eh, sometimes it's like that's not how anatomy works. But generally speaking, it's a good show. You should watch it. Now, Cyberpunk Edge Runners had my favorite anime studio, Trigger, working on it, and yeah. it is amazing. And you should watch it, even if you haven't played the game, because it's really good. The production values for a Netflix show are through the roof. Like this might be the best looking anime, like genuine anime I've ever seen on Netflix. Because normally, it's like watching a slideshow with bad artwork. But uh, this is different. This is actually pretty good. And it's very yeah, no, this is this is rock solid. Again, even if you've not played the game. And funny story about that, uh, even if you haven't played the game, you'll watch this and then you might go play the game. Which people are because, doing. Which people are doing. Yeah, because the game is now on top of the Steam charts. Now, don't care about Steam charts. Don't look at sales. Don't look at concurrent players. Doesn't matter. Uh, but this is a good show. The game is better than you might think. And there's an expansion coming out. Yeah, they've they've repaired the game. Let's be honest here. Yeah, like, the, the game is the game is better. You know, I was telling somebody today though, I don't want this to be the new norm. Like, it's great that No Man's Sky is now a pretty competent game. It's great that they made Cyberpunk better. Um, I don't want this underdog story coming back from the grave thing to be like what we do these days. It's not good. I, I think we're going to see more of it before less of it, simply because the demands of creating a AAA, like, like $400 million game, are simply too much for these companies. Yeah, th- there's that, and, like, the gaming community, as always, has very low standards. Like, they they will accept stories like this. Like, they tend to forget that, oh, No Man's Sky really did launch in the state it was in, and we probably shouldn't go and buy it even if they fix it. Well, can I bring up one analogy before we go? Sure. Uh, I was doing some research on Capcom. Uh, just doing a deep dive on Capcom. For a lot of people who don't know, Capcom, you know, they, before they were Street Fighter, before they were, you know, Resident Evil, they were arcade. And they were offshooted from a company called IREM. And Capcom itself is one of those... IREM from R-Type fame. Yeah. And uh, Capcom had some visionaries that thought they could do arcades better. They literally branched off and created a company called Capcom, which stands for Capsule Computers. And they developed arcade hardware that was modular. That's where you got CP1, CP2, CP3. Basically a, a video game console in the arcade. And what's really funny, if they, Capcom's been releasing all their arcade collections. You've, you've seen them. You've probably enjoyed them. Um, yeah. Some might say they triple dip a little too much, but whatever. Uh, but you go through it, and you can see the trajectory where they go from shooters, platformers, RPGs, side-scrollers, arcade brawlers, and then Street Fighter hits, and it's fighting games. And you see the same thing happen with SNK. SNK started the exact same way from with a lot of the people. Modular arcade board. You had 
crawlers, you had puzzle games, sports games, shooters, and then Fatal Fury hit, and it's fighting games. Yep. And, and what I'm a little worried about, Corey, what I'm a little worried about is that Cyberpunk is a big game. It's a huge game. Huge, huge, huge. And remember what you remember they do this every couple of years with uh, Call of Duty? Oh, no no single player this year, only multiplayer. We need it yeah, back. Yeah, boy, boy, that worked once. Didn't Put it? it back. See, we're getting to that phase where they look at Warzone, they look at Fortnite, they look at everything, and I'm scared to death. And I think you know this too where I'm going with this. That they're saying there's no reason to pour $300 million into making Cyberpunk anymore. There's no reason to pour all this money. We're never going to get this money back. It's never going to happen. So we're just going to make a free-to-play cheapo game and nickel and dime with microtransactions. And you saw what happened this month. We didn't mention it, but your game, Babylon Falls, is it? Babylon's Fall has recently yeah, shut down. Now, the plug. I'm going I'm going to diffuse your worries a little bit. Because we talk about cheapo games and microtransactions. You know, one of my favorite games of the past few years is funded entirely through microtransactions. Mm-hmm. And it is as good as anything you have played well, on anything else. And that's Genshin Impact. Well, well hey, I didn't, I didn't insult the, the, the progenitors. Like I said, I said Street Fighter happened, Fatal Fury. Those are great games. Don't get me wrong. Right. I love Street Fighter. I love Fatal Fury. And I love Art of Fighting more. I'm sorry, sure. Art of Fighting. King of Fighters. Art of Fighting? Wow. King. I like Art of Fighting, but I like King of Fighters. That's what I meant. <laughs> But what sure. I mean though is, I mean, you get you get Samurai Showdown, but then for every Samurai Showdown, you get World Heroes. I'm just worried. World Heroes. Yeah, I think World Heroes. Hey, there's just... a game we can't make anymore. <laughs> oh goodness! I think it just popped up on the Nintendo Switch as their huh. as their thing. I, one of them. But my point is, is that not everything needs to be the same. And I'm worried that, and we 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 have seen this happen to some extent, where how can we monetize bad games like even. Six years ago, I think wasn't micro, did microtransactions kill Dead Space? Like the um, third one? I don't know if they necessarily killed it. They definitely uh, they were a thing, and they made it feel kind of weird. That's for sure. Yeah, and I'm not trying to say that's not good. Evidently, people do like it because these games make a lot of money. But I'm just saying, like, we may you you have this brand new PC that costs more than than you know third world nations, but sure. there's really nothing for you to play on it because who's going to invest in making a bleeding edge game anymore? Yeah, it's a solid point. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, but it's not going to happen. You're never going to see a case like Doom 3 and Half-Life 2 where you need to like take out a mortgage to buy a PC just to play it. I, hey, I think those fun. days are gone. Hey, maybe one day they'll be back. Hey, one last game I want to talk about real quick before we wrap up. <laughs> I'm wearing my Gundam sweatpants right oh, now while no. we record this. Gundam Evolution comes out on Thursday. Take a look. Yeah. Uh, you know what, though? It's it's good time for a Gundam. And you know what? If you're a Macross fan, you're probably invited to the party. You know, the most recent Macross is a musical. Do you, you know that? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they actually sing songs while they fight the monsters. It's ridiculous. Didn't they? Didn't Chris review that? Didn't Chris have it? Or I think Chris he might have, yeah. I yeah, he I know. He's a, well, he's a big, huge mecha fan anyway. But uh, no, I uh, exciting. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, put, I take it back. I think Chris reviewed a SD Gundam game. Oh, yeah, he did. He reviewed a SD Gundam something something Alliance. It's what it's called. Yeah, I, I know all about Gundam. I'm wearing the clothing. Of course I know Gundam. It's SC Gundam Battle Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what's I funny? I just look at my Steam list. Oh, goodness. Uh, you know, they are making a sequel. Remember the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix made all it's the money? It's going to be a musical with Lady Gaga, right? Yeah, going to be a musical. So uh, maybe we could be doing a musical renaissance. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, but I think that's all we got, though. That's all she wrote. And I think with that, you have been listening to the State of Gaming podcast brought to you by your friends over at popsar.com. This has been Nathan Evans, managing editor of Popzara, and that other voice chuckling all the way home to money, money, money is none other than senior games editor, Mr. Corey Gallagher. Corey, thank you once again.
Hey, it is still Gulliver, but thank you for having me. Close up. I'm getting there. And with that, we will see everybody on the next level. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the PopZara Podcast. For more quality original content, check out PopZara.com for the latest reviews and previews in gaming, movies, tech, and more.